and welcome everyone to episode 56 of One Piece at a Time, the One Piece read-through podcast where we read and discuss five chapters of the One Piece manga each and every week. I'm your host, Derek Bittner, and I'm joined by my wonderful co-host and freelance letterer at Shonen Jump, Brandon Bovia. How you doing, Brandon? Uh, I'm doing pretty good. Uh, I'm, of course, uh, the letterer behind manga such as Dragon Ball Super and uh, Kaiju Number 8. Uh, ready to just to kind of uh, talk about some One Piece. The we're kind of just in the thick of it at this point. <laughs> yeah, I, all the lore has been set up as far as we can tell. Yeah. It is just fight, fight, fight. And that's going to make these discussions rather quick, yeah. <laughs> I feel. There's there's a little bit here and there, but there's uh, overall we're just basically commenting on how good the fights are yeah. or what, what we see from them. So, And I, I like pretty much all of these. <laughs> yeah, I think... I think our weakest one is probably this first one, and I have thoughts about choppers, but we'll get there. Yeah, I was thinking the same. (laughs) (laughs) All right, well, let's start with Chapter 261, Warrior Genbo versus Heavenly Warriors Commander Yama. And, uh, well, here's Wapple. Rolling in that success, married to Miss Universe. She only loves you for your money, man. Don't don't do it. (laughs) Yeah, oh, I'm pretty sure he only loves her for her body. <laughs> that's, that's they're made for, they're fit for each other. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They're taking advantage of each other in the exact same way. I'm just saying, like the the puppy is is the real homie. He's been he's been for Wapo through thick and thin. Uh, so, yeah, you know you don't don't forget the little people. I'm, I'm amazed Wapo's cop and kept him around with how often he peed on him. <laughs> <laughs> so I I don't know, but. I mean, we'll have more this to say about Wapple in the next chapter. Yeah, yeah this definitely took a turn. <laughs> like, oh, okay. All right. Sure. Yeah. Why not? Let's be honest. It just sort of ends out of nowhere. Like, yeah. I was not ready for that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but we'll, we'll get there. For now, we have this uh, leftover fight between Wiper and Luffy. And uh, we see this hole in the tree. Things are cracking and moving. And uh, Luffy's ready to continue the fight when all of a sudden... Just, we don't even see it. There's a crash and he falls through like a hole in the floor. Yeah. I love that. Like, it's just like, I think the perfect kind of conclusion to Luffy's random nonsense. The, the wiper is just kind of like, oh, that was weird. <laughs> all right. Moving on. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like, I don't understand that at all. I don't but time for this. Well, he's gone. And uh, anyway, I have to conserve my strength uh, because if I fire one more rejectile, my body will be pulverized. Yeah. And he wants to save it for a Nehru, which, in that case, why the heck are you wasting time with Luffy? Yeah, no, seriously. I, 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 keep, keep your eyes on the ball, man. Right? It just makes much more sense, but... As we'll see later, though, uh, not not to... Uh, we'll get to that when we get to that, but the idea that, uh, oh, yeah, I'm saving this reject doll for Inaru is, is very funny. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think this is going to go the way he thinks. Like, <laughs> are, I Definitely doesn't seem like they know what his power set is. So, oh, there is for a rude awakening. Yeah. But Luffy's trapped in some sort of ruins cave or something like that. But it's time to go meet our uh, Shandian of the of the hour, Genbo, who is the big guy that honestly kind of looks like a cook thanks to his hat. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, he's doing all right. He has this his own cannon tearing through those Shandian warriors with this heavy iron ball because that's a rare material up here in the uh, in the clouds. Yeah, it's a cool little d- detail that uh, Yama points out. Just like, the, you know, it's the, the varst mineral known as iron. Uh, which you, you wouldn't think like, oh, yeah, they don't have iron up here. So like the idea that he just has, you know, like cannonballs, I, I don't know. That's, that's a cool little little detail. Yeah, it is. And man, 
you you'd think Yama would be ridiculous. I mean, he is ridiculous. A, that body that body shape is unbelievable. He is so thick, and his limbs are so tiny. Yeah, it just it's one of those things. I was laughing throughout this like this whole encounter, and then I, I was like laughing and like, oh no. <laughs> Yeah, it it's gets brutal pretty quick because he fires the iron ball. Yama kicks it back in this with this ridiculous face, sends Genbo straight into a tree, and then he brings out like axe uh, dials laid out across a cloth and just cuts him. Yeah, like my god. Yeah, and, like the point where because even then, like he, he the way he kind of like body slams on him is still pretty funny. And then what what got me is Genbo like up against the tree and just like slides down and you see the blood and I'm just like oh man if this wasn't one piece I'd th- I'd say he was you know bisected especially yeah. with the cut behind yeah, him yeah seriously but this is one piece he survived yeah and then just like the, the bah victory speech after it's just like it is that perfect combination of like hilarious and a little horrifying I, I mean let's be honest Genbo was here to get jogged oh, yeah, to absolutely. really show what Yama was here yeah, to, pretty much all about all, yeah. this all served the purpose of just being like okay this is what Yama's capable of <laughs> and I, I feel like we're gonna get a lot of that in this episode of the of the show of the podcast yeah to a, to a degree uh, though hey uh, Robin here with some more meaty conversation because she's found this stone memorial and she's actually just sort of hanging around here because she's found all this interesting stuff where it's a memorial to the city itself and it's called Shandora. The year 402 of Cayenne, the city thrived over 1100 years ago and it was destroyed 800 years ago, making it fall right into the 100 year gap in the history of the world, which First, we've heard of that. Yeah. It was actually, uh, I didn't point this out, I don't think, because uh, th- this isn't the first time that the, the Cayenne uh, calendar got brought up. Yeah, I, it sounds vaguely familiar, but I don't know it offhand. Yeah, it, 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 sh- it showed up in at some point in Jaya, like I think while they were like scuba diving. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I think even Robin made a brought I don't, I don't know. I'll have to go back and check. Uh, but I know this is not the first time that got brought up. But because I have a broader understanding of the world building, I'm like, huh, that's, you know, like a a different calendar system, but I, I love that it's just getting like I thought it was sort of a throwaway thing, but in classic Oda fashion, it all it all starts to line up. <laughs> Nothing's a throwaway thing in, in, in Oda's world, exactly. I swear. Yeah, so just uh, not a whole lot to comment on this in the here and now, but definitely the 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 idea that there was sort of a previous calendar and, and that you know the city thrived and was destroyed eight hundred years ago. It's just another one of those nuggets. Like, you know what? I know there's a lot of nuggets in the back of your mind right now. Just just try to find some room. <laughs> right? Like, she is visibly excited about this. She has this whole bump yeah, yeah, yeah. going on. It's like the un- the secrets of the unspoken history that the, the land below has ceased to talk about. This is the good with stuff. With a complete map of Shandora. It's like, man, there's like all kinds of like possibilities and clues here. This yeah. is amazing. I was getting giddy while I was reading this. I was like, oh, I didn't know. I didn't know this was here. <laughs> I remember her finding some interesting ruins, but I didn't remember what they were all about. But then Yama shows up. (laughs) And that's where we leave off with Robin. I I love that we got the ba and then the scene transition. (laughs) And then we have, oh my God, these two. I forgot all about these two. Yeah, I I had no idea these two were a thing. Very, very forgettable. The brothers of Satori, the sub-commanders of the Heavenly Warriors, their names are Hotori and Kotori. And... It is kind of a threatening bit because it's the first time we've had Nami have to fight. Yeah, and uh, 
very crucially, Sanji and uh, Chopper, not, not Chopper, Usopp are out of the picture. Yeah, I was wondering if that would stick, but no, they are still yeah. completely out cold. It is Nami and uh, Gonfor yeah, which is, left on the road for this fight. I completely forgot this fight happened, but it's really... It, oh, same. It's cool seeing them <laughs> fight together, honestly. This is a, it's a cool dynamic. Yeah, there's some really interesting things here uh, with the, with the, all this. But, uh, you know, Gonfor even tells her to stand back, and she's like, no way, I have to do protecting two once in a while. It's like, all right, cool. Nami has a chance to finally make up for her first fight. Yeah. Let's see what she can do. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's a good time. <laughs> we get back to Gadatsu, who is just the weirdest character. I really, like, I have no idea what... Odo is trying to do with this character, so it, it it feels a little bit like the throw everything at the wall approach. There's this like we need we need something here, <laughs> so just he has everything. Yeah, he has this like weird arm cross, and now he has has this new thing where he puts the eyes off to the side, so yeah, he, he like rolls his eyes the back into his eyes. Yeah, he like roll he's like rolls his eyes back into his head. I, I don't I don't get it. <laughs> I mean, it look, makes him look extremely threatening and is, honestly feels like kind of a jab at like American superhero comics type thing. Yeah. But, uh, it, it's still like the joke is, oh, you know, the, you can't see things because you're only your, the whites of your eyes are visible. It's funny in the sense that like characters roll their eyes back into their head in one piece all the time, just like as a visual gag. And now we're kind of seeing like, here's the like the visual gag, but how it would actually function. And, and so it's just like, no, oh, he he actually can't see, you know, is the joke. It's, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, I mean, it's silly. It, it's kind of amusing, but not to any great degree, honestly. Yeah, it's not, I didn't say it was a great joke. <laughs> no, no. But either way, he uh, spots Chopper again and because Chopper's still going around the ruins calling out for the others. Yep. And Gadazi's uh, aide here is like, oh, hey, uh, he's actually part of the, the the Blue Sea Gang. So we should probably take care yeah, of him. Yeah, I was like, I should probably do something about that. And Gadazi approaches and does his whole uh, eye, uh, whites of his eyes thing. It's like, where'd you go? And we end with another chapter of Chopper freaking yeah, out. I, yeah. <laughs> I think that's three now. Yeah, seriously. And that's it for the chapter, but uh, we also have the SBS and Oda talking about some fetishes. Yeah, <laughs> that's a little a little weird. You know what? I have to. Okay, sure. You know, whatever. All right. Yeah, <laughs> just leopard pants for the nurses, and <laughs> Oda trying to make it seem like Whitebeard's the one saying, "It's like there's an increase in nurses wearing pants at hospitals, ladies." Like, isn't that sad? It's like, wait a second. No, Oda. No, 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 no. no. Is, you know, <laughs> hey, this is this is still like 2002. The the humor it doesn't always age. It doesn't always hold up. It's just a a wee bit uncomfortable. Most humor of the actual One Piece holds up, but the humor of his SBS is yeah, yeah, exactly. It's weird, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, a lot, of, yeah, a lot of the bit. jokes of the the SBS segments are kind of a, a, a kind of a miss. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe something lost in translation, but yeah. Uh, either way, it's time for chap- chapter two hundred and sixty-two: Pirate Chopper versus Vassal Gadatsu. And we're at the end. We finished Wapple's Omnivorous Rampage. That's it for now. On, on uh, the one hand, thank God <laughs> I don't have to see this guy's ugly mug anymore. Uh, but it is very abrupt. <laughs> it is extremely abrupt. And it's just like all of a sudden he's on top of the world. It even says the big evil is back. Wapple sets his sights on the world. It was a complete joke. Yep. Then it was him getting crapped on. And then it was him finding this weird success through toys that he made this empire. 
okay, I, I don't remember this tying into the main story at all. Like, yeah. is Wapple coming back? I don't know. I, I, I'm afraid. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm just like, I, just, <laughs> I feel like I just had an aneurysm. Uh, I'm I mean, trying to think I'm, about this. Rightfully so. <laughs> but... I mean, I get. I know you can't really answer because yeah. you're all caught up, but I, it's just that, it's me just putting it out into ether, yeah. I guess. The, the way, the way some aspects could play into the story, I, I just I don't remember. I, 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 it's we'll see, we'll see. <laughs> you know, I, I don't yeah. I don't want to think about this anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I've been broken. Yeah, we're we're done with Wapple. I mean, a fine enough story. Yeah, it, but it wasn't the worst one. Which is important. Yeah, I, I'd st- honestly, I'd still put Kobe and Helmeppo as the least, is the worst one so far. Yeah, definitely the least uh, interesting. It I, just it was me, it was meandering, and the the nice thing about Wapple is it would at least it kind of moved. Yeah, on. yeah, it moved pretty fast, and hey, it was it was like twenty chapters or something like that. Something like yeah, that. not not too bad in the grand scheme. Yeah. I'll live. So. <laughs> but yeah, we have this fight between uh, Chopper and Gadatsu, and we still got Gadatsu's joke of the whites of his eyes. And he's like, does he have the power to make himself invisible? And Chopper is like, wait, he's an idiot? <laughs> yeah, which is kind of like the whole crux of this fight. And I feel like, like every arc has that one where the crux of the fight is just like the opponent is just dumb as bricks. <laughs> like we have this whole thing where Gadatsu has thought bubbles for him saying like, yes, you're correct. I'm the sky boss Gadatsu and I am a vassal who serves the Kamianera. And the guy has the other guys to say, you got to say it out loud, <laughs> Yeah, which is kind of a funny joke. Cause you know, the guy actually knows what he's thinking. Yeah, I was going to say like his mantra, does he have mantra so he can read his mind? <laughs> which I, I, I guess which I, 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 that is kind of funny. Uh, I, I don't know if, you know, it's like is if 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 mantra is powerful enough for mind reading uh, at that level to be like, uh, or, or if he just sort of knows that he's standing there in silence and is like, uh, okay, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> pretty much. Is Gadatsu actually the weakness because he's talking about how they have swamp clouds everywhere and you, you won't be able to get out and the survival rate is fifty percent, which I believe is less is is higher than Satori's. Satori's was. I, I remember the joke with that one was that it was surprisingly high, but I already forgot what the number he said. Uh, it was definitely. Yeah, I, less I than thought 50. it was lower than fifty percent. Definitely lower so. than fifty, but I, I thought I was like, oh, it was surprisingly high, but still, you know, not. There we go. Yeah, uh, and, then, and then of course you you turn the page and he's already sinking. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> this this oh boy. But hey, he has his own uh, milky dial attached to his feet, allowing him to rise up, and he has dials uh, in his palms that allows him to create those swamp cloud burgers to send out i kind of like the superman pose he's doing when he flies straight up in the air he's got like one of his <laughs> fists up like it, it, it just, i don't know it, it made me laugh it's something else but then there's also this guy that he like goes to shoot at a chopper and he never he doesn't feel like a threat yeah because what he does this guy is honestly horrifying yeah because he's basically drowning yeah exactly i i thought so it's I think it is cool in the sense that sort of like how last chapter we had Yama basically, you know, like kind of completely steamroll one of the Shandians uh, to show off like oh, this is how powerful this guy is. And here we have like, you know, Gadatsu is so stupid that he basically almost kills one of his lackeys because uh, he missed. And that's sort of our way of framing like how powerful his dials are. Um, but again, it also still hinges on the fact that like, oh yeah, this, this guy's, this is the joke fight. You know, this guy's pretty dumb. It totally is. I mean, I, I like the extra detail that Chopper goes to save the guy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, pulls him out, 
uh, helps him live. And he's like, hey, you saved my life. And okay, screw Gadatsu. I am tired of this. I'm, I'm going to take you on myself. I was kind and, of excited uh, for this to be like a 2v1. But now he just. Uh, mm. <laughs> yeah. Gadatsu, it's time to. Sh- we got to have another jobber so we can actually show how strong Gadatsu is with that jet punch. Yep. And uh, just how quick he is. But yeah, a, a jet dial that allows him to just completely take out some, that, that guy, send him into a tree. And so. it, it, it is like impressive. It kind of just like, oh, all right. Yeah, not so good. And this is sort of the part where like Chopper actually starts to, you know, legitimately struggle. It's it's time for the actual fight. And we, we get his rumble ball and him using his jet uh, to get out of the way. And basically all his transformations in the typical way of protecting himself, as well as using, of course, finding as the weak points. And it's a fine fight, but yeah. I don't know. It's I didn't find myself that invested. Yeah, no, it was. Yeah, I I'm sort of was like, oh, thank God they didn't give Nami the joke fight <laughs> instead. It's sort of. Uh, I guess that's true. It's sort of how I was reading this. I was like, oh, you know what? Like, I uh, it's not that I uh, like dislike Chopper or anything, but um, I, I, this being the joke fight kind of was like, okay, yeah, yeah, that makes sense. I mean, Chopper's been kind of a scaredy cat for most of the time up here. So it's cool to see him stand up. It's like, you know, saying I always run away. Everyone's always bailing me out. That's why no one relies on me. It's time I step up and raise the pirate's flag. But I'm sorry. He was the key point of that fight in Alabasta. Yeah. So not maybe to the, to the extent that, uh, God, that crappy movie did him, but it definitely feels sort of like we, we have to pull back Chopper a couple steps to bring him back to where he was. Yeah, this is I guess this is his first one-on-one fight yeah, since joining the crew. That's true. And maybe, so you have like, that aspect? Because he was, I don't know, with, with Usopp back in Alabasta, so there was this kind of like rely, relying on the big brother uh, type, even, you know, even though Usopp got uh yeah pretty manhandled pretty badly in that fight but yeah i don't, I don't know it's oh a, yeah just the way the humor sort of characterizes chopper in the section i do think does kind of put him back a little bit so i'm not as sort of excited to see him fight because like, like I've, I've already seen what mm. he can do and what he's capable of and so this just feels like a, a little bit of a lesser version of that to a degree but i mean it's fun to see him like oh i just have to take off his shoe and when he goes to do any something he'll just spin out wildly yeah it's fun. I, 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 there's something cool about him saying like gadatsu calling him a stupid raccoon he just goes no i'm a monster and i'm strong yeah, that, and then that he, bit made me smile because uh, after you know being like ah you know yeah the monster he doesn't want to be called that and we do get a pretty decent spread of him using the cloven cross to take him out but then of course Got to ruin that coolness factor by having him screaming as he falls. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, he did it. Good for him. He won his fight, but good job, Chopper. Yeah, I don't yeah, know. Not... I don't. I just kind of step, came away unimpressed. I forgot this fight happened, uh, and I feel like that was sort of going into this arc. That was kind of my major, the major criticism I remember was, was that a lot of the antagonists were uh, pretty forgettable. <laughs> So far, yeah. But between that and what we're about to get to, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it doesn't help that we've we've somehow gotten through three fa- vassals already, and it feels like there's still yeah, they're kind of under a lot of characters moving around. Yeah, none of them been, have been that impressive. Like Shura had a great fight against Gonfor, yeah, but then he was taken out in one shot. Yeah, I think I I think that is our sort of our weakness. I didn't notice that at first, but like taking a bit of a slower uh, step through all of this. 
a lot of these characters are getting sacrificed just to be job for others. Like, oh, yeah. this character beat this one, but then he gets taken out by this one, so he's not as powerful. So you only get one good fight per character. Yeah, and I mean, I think, like, to be fair, there is kind of a lot going on and a lot that we need to get through. So I, on, mm-hmm. on the one hand, I'm glad that, like, things are, you know, we're keeping it moving. Um, and I, I wouldn't want to, like, God, if the... um. Genbo and Yama fight lasted more than it did or something like that, uh, which is a, right. a criticism that I think you could levy against some later arcs in One Piece where you're like, you're kind of watching some guys duke it out for like two or three chapters and you're just like, eh, just get on with it. Um, but, but like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It, it does sort of have the opposite effect here where sort of maybe the characters who we're supposed to care about kind of like, I, I don't know, like what One Piece always has is kind of like, you're kind of climbing up the villain ladder and the villains, you know, you kind of have like, your C tier gimmick villains, and then you they kind of become more threatening as they uh, as you go up the ladder. But here in Skypea, it's kind of like the vassals in Inaru, and there's a very clear line <laughs> between yeah between uh, each one. Well, we'll see how it goes as we get to chapter two hundred and sixty three: Pirate Nami and the Weird Knight versus Heavenly Warriors Subcommanders Hotori and Kotori. Boy, speaking of forgettable villains, <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, God. I Yeah, I completely forgot these two. Although, I gotta say, I do appreciate this final joke we got from the Chopper and Gadatsu fight. Yeah. It's like, yes, I'm a real pirate. And uh, he's like, fell right into his own bog. So, you know, stay like that and sink. And he's like, oh, no, he's moving. <laughs> he's like, oh, God, he's wiggling. And Gadatsu's like, I, I'm about to sink in. I gotta escape. So I'll use the Milky Dial. And then, of course, he's upside down. So he just goes straight down. <laughs> <laughs> and then it's like, oh. Okay, now I beat him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's that's a good joke. Yeah. Uh, but now, it's uh, uh, <laughs> a fun way to transition out of that. Then we get uh, back to the Shandorans. Uh, Shandians, I should say. The ruins of Shandora. And uh, we get a name for that that beanstalk we've been seeing on here and there. It's it's called the Giant Jack, it's, which uh, makes sense. A little on the nose. <laughs> yeah, I can't remember if that's an important thing or not. I don't remember uh, either. The Giant Jack. Yeah. But it's been showing up here and there. Yeah, we, we I mean, we, we pointed so, it out when we saw the 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 hidden cloud village. We're like, oh, hey, this is the Jack of the Beanstalk. Yeah, yeah so, so I, I might come up a bit more. But uh, they, we see Kamakiri here, and he's like, all right, we got to take on Aneru. We got to find him. And then all of a sudden, Aneru shows up. Yeah, he's like, after oh, barbecuing. We have to go there. Oh no, he's here. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh crap. Uh, it's like, oh, you want to kill me, huh? Well, for the next five minutes, I won't move an inch. I won't counter your attack. I won't lift a figure finger. Give it your best shot. I love it when villains do this. <laughs> yeah, just that supreme confidence. Like, you can't touch me. I'm not even going to move. Yeah, yeah. Oh. And and sometimes it gets, uh, they overestimate themselves. Yep. Like we had Frieza with Goku. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to use my arms. And he, he eventually is forced to. I, I always love that part when... Um... In, in the Cell saga, in, in Perfect Cell, Vegeta's just like, just, you know, just, just hit me as hard as you can. And then, you know, he's, he, it was, I think that's when he uses the, the, the final flash. The final yeah, flash. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, it, and then it, like, he's like, oh, sh-, you know, he's like, oh, crap. <laughs> kind of, uh, but I, I sort of, I love that dynamic of just any sort of scene where a villain is, even, even if it doesn't work out, I love seeing a villain being like, just, you know what? Five minutes. I'll give me your best shot. It's, it's, it's fun stuff. What's not so fun is, man, these, this Hotori and Kotori are brutal. They're going right after Sanji and Usopp yeah, they're, as they're passed out. As if they had, they had enough. It's like they're trying to get revenge for their brother, but my God. But then they're silly as well because they like she goes to use her 
staff, Nami, mm-hmm. and it gets caught and an impact out comes out and instead it's a fart. I I we was put our farts in oh, into the scent dial. I was so worried. I was like, oh god, no. Thankfully this doesn't last that long and their 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 gimmick about like you know, like oh, which 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 brother is which, and uh, they all have different dials. Is like it it, 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 we move through it pretty quickly. <laughs> yeah, I, I was I was like, oh no, is it just going to be like weaponizing farts in a way? Yeah, yeah. Which we had already in the movie, <laughs> but this it, at least we got. You know, it's not just it's just one fart, and the others are impact, axe, and flame. Which hey, those are kind of dangerous, and you know that's that has some potential yep. to kind of keep that. But again, this is a ch- our chance to finally have Nami have an actual fight. And uh, she uses her typhoon uh, baton to uh, get, get through that. Gonfor is taking part. And um, yeah, it's, it's honestly a pretty decent fight, all things considered. Yeah. I really I really love this bit where like Gonfor and they basically like they they use like the fart gas and then like they use the fire to ignite it. So it explodes and Gonfor is like knocked off of the ship but then like he's holding on and i was just like oh <laughs> i love that shot where he's holding on from behind yeah well using his feet to hold on to his lance and then he jumps back on like gone for is badass and then he gets, a, and that he gets pose. a good clean hit in it's just mm. that's great uh, man i love it and then nami gets a hit on the other guy with that her cyclone tempo knocking him off doesn't finish him off in that case but it does does give enough time for her to get a hold of Gonfor's gauntlet, which contains an, an impact dial. It's like, oh man, that's that's interesting to give her that little bit of extra meat because Gonfor is basically unable to fight anymore. Yeah. He's just he's too wiped out from the previous one. We see Nami understanding her baton and using that in order to make create a fog and get in close and just impact dial him in the face, and that is satisfying. This is the fight I wanted from her first one. Yeah, exactly. Like, and it uh, really this. The only shame with this is that it's too short, if anything. But like, I was like, okay, I, I worried that this would be another dumb joke fight. Um, but just seeing Nami sort of tactically, you know, like she throws the climate baton, it misses, and then a couple pages later comes back, you know, hits in the back of the head, and then is using her weather knowledge to, you know, like just make fog and then get get a nice direct hit in with the impact dial is just using her brain using her head i love it it's it's good stuff and i like the teamwork between her and gone for yeah. even pierre's getting in because pierre's there to uh, brace her after her in, after she used the impact tile because it forces her back oh, so much I didn't show it. oh that's a good good catch yeah that's it's really short but I think it works because I don't think we want to be with these characters yeah, that no, much no, longer. No, yeah, yeah, I'm I'm so glad. <laughs> On the one hand, we don't yeah. need to be around these two. I, I, it's, it's fine. It, it, my I wish uh, Nami had a longer fight against more memorable uh, villains. But if it has to be against these two jokers, then I'm I'm glad it's over fast. Yeah, we'll we'll take that. Yeah, yeah. And I, I, it was it was cool. Like I, you know what? I thumbs up. I'm glad she. Yeah. I'm glad she got I mean, that in. Cool finisher by Gone for, and then she gets a cool finisher with the, the uh, impact dial. Yeah. And uh, I gotta say that the, the the mantra is not really coming into play too much. Yeah. No, not really. <laughs> it's like, oh no, my concentration. Boom. <laughs> like Satori's only seems to be the only one that's been able to really effectively use it, which is sad. Yeah, a little bit. Well, I guess other than a Nehru. But again, as you say, it's the vassals and then a Nehru. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the, the, the gap is very vast. We still have one more. I think it's Alm is his name, but mm-hmm. uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, though we have a 
I will say I forgot about this, uh, that Robin is getting pretty beat up yeah. by Yama. I'm like, wait, what? Because <laughs> I was expecting. Yeah, well, we'll, we'll get to him when we get to it. But yeah, this this definitely had a, a little bit of a, a twist to it that I didn't quite remember. SBS, again, nothing too major uh, other than, you know, when, he, when uh, Oda saying it's not like when I say a man's dream, I don't mean just men. I mean, a man's dream is in man or woman, <laughs> it's <laughs> basically. A, it's an inclusive manly dream. It's, yes. Uh, you know what? Yes. Sure. Well, fine. <laughs> I, I buy it from him, honestly. I do, yeah. But yeah. Let's go ahead and get to chapter 264, War- Warrior Kamakiri versus Kami Ineru. God, this is going to be a there short episode. no way this is going to end well. No, no, it is not. <laughs> oh, that is, that is not good. But um, were you thrown off by the beginning of this chapter as much as I was? Because I'm like, where the hell did these guys come from? Because all of a sudden we have Konus, her father, picking up Isa and going towards the island, going towards where all the fighting's happening. It does feel a little bit like we missed something. Um, and, and maybe I'm just genuine, uh, genuinely forgetting, but... I've been going through my editing and like, no, there has been no in case. The last we saw Isa was after the warriors are left, and that's about it. Now, we do get an explanation later, but to have it just jump into this, yeah, I'm like, wait, like, where, yeah, yeah, where, yeah. what did we miss? Uh-huh. But hey, Connus is coming back into the story yeah. somehow. Okay. I definitely... <laughs> Uh, this is where I sort of thought about the consequences of because um, they they mentioned before that that Isa has really strong mantra right like we we, yes, we know yes. that up to this point uh, and, and so here she her being in this kind of like war setting like, like she's a child and is basically like I can sense that everybody around me is dying <laughs> and I'm just <laughs> yeah, like that has that, to be horrifying traumatic. <laughs> I'm just like oh no especially when a lot of those people are your people so not so good. Not so good. But while they're going there, and for some reason they're they're like blasting this tra la li la yeah song. I don't know. It, <laughs> like, it, I, I, it kind of I don't know. It makes me think of like a, a joke about like a dad playing the radio too loud or something, and having awful, awful taste <laughs> in like country music or something. I, I guess so. Although I do like that with the uh, the dad's helmet, he has holes for his his hair. Top, hair tops. Yeah, yeah, that's, it's, that's fun. It's kind of hidden by the tralala above him, yeah, but yeah, that's, that's fun. <laughs> Nami is getting left alone because uh, Gonfor has to take off. He's getting his armor back on. It's because the lives of his men are at stake, and the entire kingdom is dangerous. So they've got to go. Yep, and yep. He, he takes off, and Nami's like, "Well, I guess all I can do is give these two some first aid." He's so dragging the corpses. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. When all of a sudden a milky dial comes over, and hey. Connus and all of them, Connus Pagai and all of them, turn up and we're all set. We're all set, I guess. There we go. <laughs> but we do get uh, kind of a fun <laughs> interaction between Isa and Nami, where yeah, she's, she's like, Isa tries to challenge her. Is like, I'm a warrior, and she's like, Oh, what do you do to me? I ha- I can impact you. It's like she's threatening <laughs> to impact dial a child. I, she's like, I I've got a weapon. <laughs> Don't make me yeah. use this. <laughs> and hey, it looks like Connus knows some first aid because she's gonna treat. Usopp and Sanji, but uh, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, they have a way to steer the ship out of this way and get to the uh, White White Sea a lot faster. And uh, we end off with him, Pagaya, saying she he has something for Nami. So, you know, that's interesting. Yeah. Uh, obviously, we'll, we'll get to that part later in the episode. Um, but the sort of... I am interested to see... I have no idea why Pagaya and Konis of like... What, where that plot point is going with them reuniting with Nami. 
yeah why they decide to leave and yeah. come help yeah, why here so well i'm i'm interested to see how that plays out because i have no idea not a clue but we get more of the this fight between robin and yama and we get a kind of an explanation for why she's getting a little beat yeah 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 i was you know at first just like oh yeah robin could probably like take this guy out easily um but she's you know trying to like Yama is basically like bulldozing through all these ancient ruins. Yeah, and she wants to protect them. She she wants to learn this stuff, so she has to keep it intact. So she's taking the bl- the blows that would be meant for these ruins. And Yama has no care whatsoever. Yep. He does not under yeah he doesn't care at all. This is, so it's cool to see Robin get a one v one. Yeah, I, I'm excited to see her first one v one with the crew. Like as we said, we're big Robin fans here. <laughs> yeah, so exactly. We'll see how it goes, but. That's all we really got because, yeah, it's time for that title fight, Kamakiri versus Aneru. And uh, Aneru's looking a little bored as they blast him, shoot him, and he's just yawning. I love the idea that <laughs> not not even five minutes have passed and he's just like, ugh. <laughs> uh, so you, you people are so tiresome. He dozed off and even gets stabbed through the head with that with Kamakiri's spear. Yeah. And, it, and, and Kamakiri's like, why won't you die? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, and that's where we kind of learn a bit more about Aneru. He is lightning. How can a mere man hope to defeat lightning? Uh, he even goes into the whole fact that, like, in ancient times, men have always taken their fear of the unknown and called it an act of God. I love the speech. And, yeah, and anything they couldn't control was considered divine providence. I am that providence. <laughs> like, Ooh, so that's raw. good. <laughs> you stand no chance. We even see him get cut in half by this burn blade, which does look impressive. It, it, like, it, it cuts clean through, the, like, the tree behind him, I, I think. Yeah, yeah, it kind of does. It's, it's a powerful weapon, but Aneru, like you said, is lightning and reconnects and, all right, your five minutes are up. I, you should You're really done. start running, <laughs> he says. Yeah. <laughs> and he's, he actually does try to run off to try to warn Wiper, and he, he just screams out, run, Wiper. He gets this one million volt Viri, which actually travels along the Milky Road, electrocuting his own men and, uh, and the Shandians yeah. that are fighting them. Wow. <laughs> And he just Ooh. it took out twenty people. <laughs> twenty people left, and he's like, "Ah, they're still survivors." Yep. Now the hunt begins, and it's like, "Geez." Like I said earlier, <laughs> it's really funny. The, the wiper was like, "Ah, yes, the impact dial." <laughs> like, no, <laughs> that's no, <laughs> do not. <laughs> oh gosh! And then we have a breakdown of what everybody's up to, and I loved. I love when the narration comes in like this. Yep. Upper yard, the survival game, where there there were eighty one fighters to start. Time passed two hours. 56 have fallen. Of the Kami's forces, 13 remain. Of the Shandians, seven still stand. And of the Straw Hat crew, five are left. Total number left standing, 25. And like, ooh, that's hype. I don't know what it is, but breaking down the numbers. Yeah, no, it's good. (laughs) And honestly, a lot of the characters left are kind of cool. We have, um, honestly, looking kind of badass there. The continued fight between uh, Robin and Yama... Zoro chomping down on some food with a with a south bird next to him, <laughs> yeah. and Nami seeing what the gift was. So it looks to be the repaired. I forget what the thing's called, but the the rider. Oh, mm. I think that actually might be what it is called. But what, either way, that's 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 it for that chapter. So let's get to two sixty five. Yeah, wrapping that up. Pirate Robin versus Heavenly Warriors Commander Yama. God, I feel like we spent like three chapter, I guess like two chapters building up this fight, like just seeing it in bits and pieces. Yeah, I'm glad we actually got to see the entire thing in here, uh, rather than it get cut off because 
yeah, it, it does take a while with Robin fighting him. But yeah, either way, we get uh, Nami enjoying her gift where she learns it's actually faster uh, because the jet dial that's installed in it became extinct centuries ago. So she has an upgraded model. Go figure. Yeah. yeah, And yeah, that's another just kind of like odd little flavor of world building is <laughs> like somehow the dials can go extinct. And <laughs> I guess something eats them or something like that. Yeah. I have no idea. So, uh, yeah, they're just sort of making plans on here and uh, on the boat. And Nami's just like very confident. It's like, oh, the four of those guys are unbeatable when they're together. And, and uh, Isa points out, there aren't any groups of four on the <laughs> island. Oh, no. Two's the most. <laughs> yeah, I guess. So that's how Nami found out that they're all split up. It's like, that's not good. But, yeah, she was born with this mantra and she's. Yeah, just really freaked out about all these voices disappearing, which we've seen before. And I don't know, it's kind of interesting to see like Nami like, oh, you crying again? I'm not crying, you jerk. And <laughs> we finally get an explanation where Isa's waiver, that's what they're called, yeah. was broken down. She was trying to get to the island and they had just happened to be passing by and saved her from a skyfish. Mm-hmm. So she's like, what are we up to? I don't know, but I can't sit here. And that's kind of where we leave it. We don't know what's really going on. Back with Luffy, <laughs> still checking in with him and starting to get a little concerning because we get this gurgle uh, before we f- check in on him. There's all kinds of skulls. Like yeah. He has this, this crown on his hat <laughs> with a skull on top that of it. That is a great visual. Splashing through this like water. Like We have no no idea where he ended up. Yeah. No, see, God, I just I didn't remember that it was so random. <laughs> he just it was in the <laughs> middle of a fight and then just like Looney Tunes his way into this cave. And just skulls all around. I was like, oh, I wonder if everybody's in El Dorado now. Must be pretty. I bet it's covered in gold. <laughs> and the, somehow the stew made from pure gold is really tasty. What? <laughs> I, is that true? I doubt it. But I love this joke with Zoro. Yeah. Where he's <laughs> walking side by side with his South Bird. South Bird walk. And he's, he's like, got you've got a turned. weird walk. Why is your neck like that? <laughs> he doesn't remember the South Bird points out. He has a way to follow directions. Oh, God. And he's still incapable of it. <laughs> Yes, because he needs to go south. Yeah. That's where it is. Oh, no. Yep. And he's going in a complete wrong direction. I didn't think about that. God. I love that subtle joke. Like, if you remember that little bit. Oh, oh it's good. so good. Oh, that's the, oh, I got, got. Man, there's something fun about, like, there are currently 25 survivors. This Shandian sees them. I'm going to kill him. And then Nero shows up behind him. Mm. Now there are 24. Another personal kid. <laughs> It is not going well for the Shondians, yeah. and I, th- I get the feeling that uh, Aneru's prediction's probably going to come true. Yeah, God, I, I love, I love now that he's sort of in in the battlefield proper. I love seeing all of these little bits of just like, I mean, he he's had such an excellent build up in this arc. Where he just you you see him and you're just like, oh, this is terrifying. <laughs> oh yeah, like he shows up, you stand no chance. Yeah. Like there is no way to fight him, it seems, and with the way he can see things that mantra it does make him a step above crocodile in terms of threats yeah because not only can you not touch him and core kill him he knows where you're at and can take you down immediately he's not afraid to get into the middle of the fight where crocodile stayed away because he needed to keep that anonymity yeah yeah it really yeah it's 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 similar in some ways but also still very different robin is currently running away from uh yama gritting her teeth as she sees him barreling through some of the ruins 
but she finally gets him to stop running uh, gets him to a place where there's no more ruins left yep. and she's fine she makes her stand and she's like yeah if you even if you apologize i'm not forgiving you <laughs> i just i love that she takes off her hat like she's ready yeah it's it's time for that fight mm-hmm. and, he, and yama's just like ah well you're quite brave, but it doesn't matter. I'm going to be take, taking you out. He, he goes for his mountain drop. And I like that even though she's ready to, for a fight, there is a struggle. Like She has all these arms, but he's so heavy that she's still straining to do it. Yeah. like She gets a good hit, but it is not as easy as it seems because I, I like that Yama's weight had a point. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It, it, it feels probably the most well-designed kind of like Oda put a lot of thought into this person is going to fight this person because the way that their sort of inherent abilities would play off of each other would make for a really interesting fight. Especially because Yama's pretty um, agile as we see him do all these <laughs> fists like as he goes into his tenfold axe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I, God, I love Robin's powers where she co- just covers his eyes, takes the dials, flips him around so when he lands on it, he cuts himself. And this, That's good. It's something about like just the sort of like cold assassin uh, about Robin's fights with the way she, she just sort of like calmly, even though she struggles a bit, like she is just like standing back, staying out of it until she needs to. And then just that cold way. She walks up to him as he's laying on the ground, picks his face up and just like the the site you destroyed was a priceless treasure. History always repeats itself, but we can never return to the past. You don't seem to understand that. And he's like, please forgive me. I'm not forgiving you. And then he tries to go for it, like going for that kill, that kill. And she's just ready for him. Arms out, breaking his fingers back. And I love this. This, this setup of all these arms to roll him down the hill over and over again and toss him over a cliff into that same cliff where, um, Satori was fine. And not, if that wasn't enough, like, I don't know if, yeah, on the way down, just like, you don't see it, uh, but, you know, you, you see him falling, uh, but you, you see it from the perspective of, like, Robin above the cliff and just like that giant crack sound effect. Like, yes. I, think, I think she broke his neck uh, midair. She might have because, yeah, you see the hands going around and she does do the clutch. Yeah. <laughs> so she definitely breaks some bones or some things as he falls and then lands and that's it. Brutal. <laughs> that, I, I was just kind of like, oh, yeah. Cold, brutal efficiency. It's that is so, Robin. I, her fights are so good. And I just, I love seeing sort of like you understand sort of like the basics of how her powers work. But I love seeing the creativity on display and all of all the sorts of different ways she can just like spawn limbs and spawn limbs within limbs. Yeah, I, I, I like her fights, I believe, also tend to be rather short. Yeah. Uh, but it works for her power set. It does. What a fun way to end that. Uh, and really the whole set of chapters here we got we finally finished off yama i guess we're down to 23 remaining at this point seriously and uh i i have no idea who's fighting who next but more players are on the table a lot of players are off the table we're kind of going one by one we're going through them and then and then enaru's just taking out like a bunch like 20 at a time (laughs) but it's pretty much it we got our main characters fighting some other main characters while enaru clears the board of all the uh Small fry. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> there is an SBS, but I don't think there's like too much. Uh, just asking for differences between the captains and the Navy headquarters compared to the Auxiliary Navy. Basically, the rule of thumb is that there's a three-rank difference between the Navy headquarters and the Auxiliary. Mm-hmm. So any captains in the Auxiliary would be lieutenants and sub-captains would be sub-lieutenants, etc. I don't think so, they ever explained that. So that's kind of a cool detail. Yeah, they never really went into it. So 
yeah, it's cool. Yeah. It, it really goes to show how even though Morgan and Nuzumi, as they point out here, were captains, they're still not comparable to the captains at the headquarters. Yes, yeah, yeah, no, they they are they are the chap. They're the riffraff. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's it. Again, kind of short, just because it's all fights. We've got little bits here and there that we could talk about. Uh, some good ones, some okay ones. I don't think there's any bad ones, just less impressive ones where you wish that character would have just a little bit better of a fight. Yeah. But honestly, I mean, it, it's cool seeing like we basically had a whole chunk of chapters that was sort of like. I mean, we got of the Straw Hats. It was Chopper, Nami with uh, Gonfor and Robin. And the, just like seeing we didn't get, you know, it wasn't like any of the, the boys. It wasn't Zoro or Luffy. Like We, we already kind of got theirs. Um, but it, it was sort of cool seeing a, a different kinds of characters uh, in the action. Yeah. And it's all one on ones. We don't have these help fights that we had a few times before. So it's it's more desperate that way, I guess, in, in yeah. It's well set up, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> I, I could definitely see the point where if I were watching the anime, I would be kind of like, oh, okay, okay just get on with it. Um, but no, all, all these fights are super snappy here in the manga. You know that each of one of these fights was an episode. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I can totally see that. Uh, I can't remember. I, th- I think I still found it very enjoyable mm-hmm. when I was watching it because it was just so fresh and new. But I can definitely, like, you can see how it was stretched yeah. a bit for these. <laughs> Yeah, there, there was Maybe, definitely probably. a, um, it's, it's been a long time for me. There's definitely like, I wasn't like burnt out or anything, but there was, I could, I remember a vague sort of feeling of fatigue uh, at this point in the arc of just like, all right, you know, but, but yeah, no, here uh, reading the manga, just five chapters a week, like this is, it's honestly been great. <laughs> I'm still having a really, really good time. Looking forward to getting to, to more because we're like, I think around 300 is when this arc ends. Yeah, we're somewhere around there. Yeah, yeah, we're so almost like 35, maybe a little more. So nearing the halfway point just about of this arc, which is, is wild. It feels like it we, is very it feels weird. like we just started. <laughs> right. Uh but that's that's a good pacing of that. At least at five chapters at a time, yeah. but yeah, I think with that uh, I believe we said all we wanted to say uh, about chapters 261 to 265 of One Piece. Thank you so much for listening, and you can find more of my ramblings and stream VODs over at BitNerd Games on YouTube or BitNerd with an underscore at the end on Twitter. And Brandon, where can everyone find you? I'm at Brandon Bovia on Twitter, talking about anime, manga, games, and my job. Uh, yeah, still, I feel I feel like I've been saying this for like a month in a row. Uh, just, uh, not really anything particularly noteworthy going on, just... Uh, keeping things going. <laughs> yeah, working. checking it out. Sounds good. And hey, if you'd like to help us out more, you can support the podcast over at patreon.com slash Derek Bittner to listen to the next episode three days early. And make sure to return next time as we discuss chapters 266 to 270 of One Piece. Until then, my friends. Bye. Remember to take life one piece at a time. I can't believe I lost to a raccoon dog. Of all the things, I could never live down. And how did I get stuck in my own swamp cloud? This isn't supposed to happen to me! Ah, please, oh please, just stay down! Sig! Sig! I can escape with a milky dial.